This episode, I want to share something with you. I'm going to be honest, this week I messed up. But this got me thinking, how do we turn our setbacks into stepping stones? Stay tuned to hear what I did and a couple of ways that you might be able to incorporate resilience and forward thinking when you encounter unexpected challenges. Hey everyone, it's Shane Leaning and welcome back to Global Ed Leaders, a podcast about education across countries and cultures. I'm an organizational coach and in this show, I learn with the teachers, leaders and innovators making a difference around the world. And every other week, I share bite-sized strategies to inspire your leadership. And that's what today's episode is about. So as I said at the beginning, I messed up a little bit. Well, let me be honest, I messed up a lot. I went to Vietnam last week, long story short, had an amazing conference there with the International Curriculum Association. But when I got back to the airport in Vietnam to fly back to my home in Shanghai, they told me my visa wasn't valid. I'd been going through a visa application process, changing my visas in China, and I'd only got a single entry visa, which actually meant I wasn't allowed to go back into China. So panic stations. And a few days later, here I am in Hong Kong reapplying for a visa so I can travel back to Shanghai. And luckily today, I actually got that visa back. So all is okay. But what's interesting is that this was an expensive mistake. It was a stupid mistake that I felt so daft about. But what I tried to do was turn it into an opportunity. So while I've been in Hong Kong, I've met with some amazing educators, some brilliant people trying to make the most of this opportunity to learn alongside the educators that are here. And while I could have just sat in my hotel room feeling pretty sorry for myself, and I did feel sorry for myself at first, seeing these setbacks as an opportunity really helped to frame something different for me. And it got me thinking, how do we do this in a general? We get challenged with setbacks all the time in education. And most of the time, these setbacks are unexpected. They might be personal setbacks. They might be professional setbacks. But what do we do when they come? Because they're going to come. So in this episode, I want to talk about some of the common types of setbacks leaders might face, like administrative errors, maybe personal misjudgments you've made. Maybe there's an external crisis at home and how we can bounce back after them, but also cope through them with our leadership job. Now, I'm going to break this down a little. First, I want to talk about resilience and actually having an emotionally resilient mindset. Then I'd like to talk a little bit about practical strategies for navigating setback and give you a few ideas on how you can turn those challenges into opportunities. So in leadership generally, emotional resilience is vital in all of our work. But it's particularly vital when we get to these challenging times. So during these challenging times, we have to maintain a positive mindset. And there's a few people who have really put some good work into that space. You can almost go back to Daniel Goleman and his work on emotional intelligence. He talks a lot about how self-awareness and self-regulation, which are two key components of emotional intelligence, are really crucial in handling setbacks effectively. So have you ever reviewed these for yourself? Have you ever looked at your leadership attributes? Have a look at Daniel Goleman's work, if you haven't already, on emotional intelligence. 
and see where you fit in and how you can develop a bit of self-awareness and regulation skills. If you're wanting something a little bit more practical, I can think of no better person than Carol Dweck with her growth mindset work, really pivotal for leaders facing setback. And I know we as educators use this a lot with the students we teach. She emphasizes how viewing skills and intelligence as qualities to be developed can really help us foster resilience. When we make these mistakes, and gosh, I made a big mistake last week, can we see it not as a problem or a bad slight on our character, but actually something we can learn from, take from, and seize an opportunity from? And I think that would bring me to the third person I just wanted to mention, who is, of course, Brené Brown, because in order to go to that space where we see our intelligence is growing and we see these setbacks as opportunity. I think we have to lean in to being not perfect or as Brenny Brown would say, having the courage to be vulnerable. I think her work can help leaders understand the strength in admitting our mistakes and learning from them. All of these three people actually have talked widely on this. So let me share a couple of articles in the show notes so you can read a bit more if you haven't heard them before. So before we can think about how we respond after the setback. What do we do in the immediate? There's three steps. First, we have to immediately deal with the issue in front of us. There's no getting away with it. So yes, everything else has to drop. You deal with the issue. In my case, I had to make some calls, look at where I was going to get a visa. And firstly, actually, even before that, I thought I need to get to a space where I can think. So I went and booked back in to a hotel, just made a decision. I'm going to stay one more night. It's not going to hurt me. Let me stay one more night in Vietnam while I gather my thoughts and think about it. Because the second step after immediately responding to the issue is about seeking support and resources. So immediately I turned into my community, made some calls, worked with the incredible ICA team who were very supportive, but also reached out to a few people who might be able to help know the best next step for a visa. And only once you've immediately responded, taken a step back and seek support from co- from your colleagues or from friends or from supporters, then you would start adapting a plan and finding alternative solutions. For me, that was, I'm going to go to Hong Kong and I'm going to work from there for a week while I get my new visa and then I can get back to Shanghai. In this time, if you're thinking about how you're doing this in a school and you're in a leadership position, my biggest piece of advice would be to think about being open and transparent with your team during the time. It can be a little bit difficult because sometimes it can be embarrassing, especially if it's a mistake on your part. But being open and transparent at the beginning will help people to empathize with your situation. And you're much more likely to be able to get through it as a team or with other people around you than if you feel the shame. As Brenny Brown says, you lean into that vulnerability and share. If you're really stuck and that feeling of shame is a lot, then there's maybe a few things you could do. One is a bit of reflection and acceptance. So you really need to accept the situation, find it, find a way where you can accept this is what's happened and then reflect to think about what went wrong and why. And as I said, that might include getting a bit of space from the situation. So take yourself out the situation like I did. I took myself back to that hotel to get a bit of breathing space, a bit of time so I could accept the situation and then make a decision. You could also use mindfulness and meditation as tools if you use them already to maintain that calm and composed 
mindset. And then I think what can be really important, and this can be really hard to do, and sometimes maybe is not appropriate, but is some positive reframing. Can you reframe setbacks actually as opportunities for growth and learning rather than failures? And notice that I'm not saying reframe any setback as an opportunity in general, because sometimes setbacks are just bad. They just weren't good things that happened. But even if the situation is bad and it's not necessarily that the setback can be ever framed as good, which would be unwise, there's often a place you can go, well, where is growth going to come from this? Where is learning going to come from this? And then it's not just a failure. It's growth and learning process. Once you've done a bit of reflection, acceptance, a bit of mindfulness, a bit of reframing, it might be a little bit more easy to go and seek feedback from your peers for new perspectives and new insights. So how do we actually do that reframing? How do we turn these challenges into an opportunity? I truly believe that setbacks can be transformed into opportunities for learning and growth. And I think there's many examples around the world of people who've done this successfully. I mean, you can think of really huge examples like Malala, after surviving the Taliban attack, she turned her setback into a global campaign for girls' education. She showed extraordinary resilience and leadership. Now, this is a huge example, and we're not all Malala, right? But it's an example of where a terrible situation can be turned into something. It doesn't take away from the initial situation, but it does engage with the opportunity. I think another one that stands out to me is J.K. Rowling, who it's been reported so widely before her success with Harry Potter. She faced so many rejections and personal hardship, and it was her perseverance and belief that led to one of the most successful book series of all time. So let me give you my three steps for dealing with this kind of crisis or dealing with an unexpected challenge. I think you can break it down into three. Firstly, is your immediate response strategy. We've talked a little bit about this. So straight away, you need to make a rapid assessment. Quickly assess the situation and its impact as best you can. And in that moment, you're probably going to go into crisis management, right? You're going to need to utilize some crisis management principles. Maybe you're going to form a response team around it. Maybe you're going to develop an action plan. Maybe you're going to reprioritize your task list. This is your immediate response, so rapid assessment and crisis management. The second part that will come after that is about seeking support and resources. So this is where you will go, something's happened. How am I going to leverage my network? How am I going to tap into my professional networks for some advice and support? And also, how am I going to utilize the available resources to me? How can I use technology maybe to manage my situation, for example? And thirdly, is where you come to adaptation and your alternative solutions. At this point, you're thinking about flexible thinking. You need to be flexible. You need to be open to new approaches that are maybe not going to be in your repertoire before. And you're going to be really playing on your innovative problem-solving strategies here. Creative thinking can really lead to finding novel solutions to unexpected problems. So that's immediate response strategies seeking support and resources, and adaptation and alternative solutions. Now, this is just a a few ideas, a few thoughts that were buzzing through my mind, but I'd really like to hear your experience. What setbacks have you had and what strategies have you used to deal with those setbacks? I'd love to hear from you. Maybe you could get in touch with me on X 
using my handle at Leaning Shane or on LinkedIn to let me know or send me an email. I'd love to know. Maybe I can feature it in the next episode, a few ideas from the community. Overall, I just want to say that things happen. Challenges happen. But I hope what I've been able to share today just shows that although they happen, there are opportunities within these challenges that doesn't diminish the challenge in itself, but does reframe your perspective on going forward. And I, for one, am really happy now to be in Hong Kong. I'm not happy to have made the visa problem mistake, but I'm happy here to be in Hong Kong, connecting with colleagues and forging some new relationships. Now, before I close, I want to tell you about next week's episode, which is going to be a special episode based on a wonderful conference I'm attending, the Festival of Education in Bangkok, Thailand. I'm really excited to be delivering a workshop at this conference and to be connecting with so many educators there. And I'm going to bring you a few reflections from the conference next week. But just as a little teaser, here's a couple of people who sent voice notes into me to tell me about what they're most excited about, about the upcoming festival. Hi, my name's Chris Hughes, and I'm the writing lead and classroom teacher at Taipei European School. I'm really excited about coming to the festival to hear everyone's brilliant talks and to be talking about my book, Sentence Models for Creative Writing. Looking forward to it. Hi, my name is Freya. I am a teacher of English at Brighton College, Vietnam, and I was drawn to this conference because it will be my first conference since moving to Asia and I'm really excited to meet lots of people, connect and talk all things teaching and learning. Really looking forward to meeting everyone next week. Global Ed Leaders is hosted and produced by me, Shane Leaning, with original music by Guillermo Silva. If you like this show, you're going to love my newsletter, I hope, with reflections on the latest episodes and leadership advice. And you can subscribe on my website at shaneleaning.com. And if you're online, as I mentioned before, why not reach out and share your journey? You can find me on X using my handle at leaningshane or LinkedIn using the links in the show notes. But if we don't speak before, I'll see you here next week.